You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about the dreaded statement, I am taking the season off to tumble. Now, before I get to the episode, I want to make sure you head on over to Cheer Gym Owners on Facebook. It has actually got a slightly new title. It used to be Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, and you'll probably find it if you type that in, but it is now just Cheer Gym Owners on Facebook, as well as All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners on Facebook. If you're a coach and an owner, make sure you are in those groups or just a coach even. You can be in the All-Star Cheer Coaches group. And check out nextgenowners.com to learn more about how you can join the Academy and everything else NextGen has to offer you in your cheer gym. Lastly, make sure you check out Danielle's book, The Cheer Gym Owner's Handbook. It is absolutely a game changer. You got to check it out. If you don't have it already, you can buy it on Amazon. It's got a bunch of good reviews so far. I've read it. It is fantastic. Uh, Make sure you check out that book. And last but not least, we may have another ad in here for it. But if you are going to All-Star Worlds, we have a conference tied directly to the end of that event, and you're not going to want to miss it. We have coaches training, we have business training, we have managers training, all at that one-day conference. So you only need to extend your stay by one extra day. You're already there. Cut down on the travel to go to another conference, although we want to see you in Dallas. Uh, But you can get in some great experience with NextGen and see all of the value of going to our conferences there. All right, so we are going to get into the episode, and it is kind of the perfect time for it because we're headed into tryout season. And I know some of you might be listening to this when it releases and going, Dan, tryout season, it's January. Well, this is the time where kids start thinking about whether or not they're going to come back next year. And you will oftentimes hear a lot of, I'm not cheering next year. I'm going to take the season off to work on my tumbling so I can go to the next level next year. And you have those meetings with kids or you hear kids talking about it. And you as an experienced cheer coach or cheer gym owner, you know that that is like the the worst thing. It's never the right approach. Um, I've been doing this for a really long time. I've seen it work a total of two times in terms of an athlete getting what they wanted. And most of the time it was, they really needed to take the year off to get their life together, get their grades together and those other things, uh, because they were going to get kicked out of the house or kicked out of cheer. Um, and they happened to work on their tumbling and their tumbling progressed to a point where they could make a higher level team. But those kids every single time were not stunting. They were just the, they were the tumblers. They tumbled throughout the routine. So you've all heard it before. And we know that it's the worst possible decision because it means that athlete is not progressing in all of the different categories. We also know that without the pressure of being on a team and being held to that standard, athletes oftentimes will not actually work 
on their tumbling all season long. I think that's actually the biggest thing I see is they take the season off to work on their tumbling and they work on their tumbling for maybe the first month. They do some private lessons and then life gets busy and summer happens and they kind of stop working on anything. And then the next thing you know, they are... Uh, calling you it's March and they're like, okay, I want to come back and I want to level up and I haven't worked on my tumbling at all. And you're like, I mean, okay, we can try, but it's not going to happen. Um, and they've gotten worse because they took all this time off. So, uh, you've been there before. I'm sure you've heard it. And it's honestly one of those things that it comes up every single year. I hear about it every single year and it's just almost borderline comical. And you probably have your, uh, your responses for it. You've been through it and you know the drill. And it's like, how can one more kid be thinking that this is a good idea? But here's my real question. Here's my little, uh, my switch, bait and switch action. Are you doing the exact same thing as a gym owner or as a coach? Yeah, I'm gonna let that sink in. You might be doing the exact same thing making the exact same play as the kid who takes off the year for tumbling as a gym owner or as a coach. So one of the things that I hear sometimes within uh, our, our next gen community, when people are looking at joining our academy uh, and they're looking at getting business coaching is I hear the reason for not joining as I don't have the time to give this my full attention. So when things slow down, I'm going to join the academy and I'll be ready to do the work and ready to dive into this, you know, with both feet. And while I can appreciate that perspective, I'm here to tell you, I've been in business for, I've been a business owner for over 15 years uh, running different businesses and um, it doesn't ever slow down right? It, it, it Life is a series of when X, Y, and Z slows down, I'll be able to do this thing. And the reality is, is until you make something a priority, until you make that thing happen, it doesn't. And it's much like the tumbler taking the time off. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time to not get help as a gym owner or get help as a coach being better, a better coach. Um, because I'm going to work on all these other things. And then once I have all those other things figured out, then I'll be ready for help. I'll be ready for, uh, more assistance. But here's the interesting thing is oftentimes when you look into things and you go, oh, well, I don't have time to give it a hundred percent of my attention. Uh, well, what you don't realize is how much time you can save by getting help. And I, I know I'm talking a lot about kind of our academy and our our business coaching, because that's what we specialize in. But this can also be as a coach, right? I don't have time to read Jeff Benson's book. I'll focus on uh, how to build a psycho psychologically safe environment in my gym and overcome mental blocks later when I've figured out how to get my team to hit their routine. But the reality is, is part of the reason they can't hit their routine is because they're not operating in a psychologically safe environment. Even though that's not your intention, you're not trying to make it psychologically unsafe. You're, I'm not accusing you of anything, but you haven't realized that the pressure of hitting the zero and getting the summit bid or getting the all-star world's bid has placed on the athlete and they have created within your gym because of the things you're not 
necessarily reinforcing because you're not thinking about it on the forefront because your job is to clean and perfect routines. Now you haven't set up them up for that success in that way. And you're missing out where you could be changing something right now because you don't have time for it or you need to focus on this thing first. And I, I think that that really kind of relates to the mindset of a kid who's like, oh, I'm going to take the season off to tumble so I can level up because that's the same, same concept, right? I'm going to work on this thing because that's the thing that really, really matters. Once I get my routines hitting and clean and, you know, they can actually do them, then I can take the time to read the book and learn about psychologically safe coaching uh, or mental blocks, or that's when I can actually get coaching for my business. Once I get through you know, this financially hard time, once I get through tryouts, well, I'll tell you right now, this is the number one time you need a business coach in your corner because you need someone to help go over your cost sheet with you and make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. Now, maybe you have it perfectly dialed in, but you would be surprised. You may have been in business for 10 years and not realized potential errors you're making in your cost sheet that could be costing you thousands upon thousands of dollars every year, potentially even hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this is where you actually might self-sabotage just like that athlete who thinks they're doing the right thing by taking the year off to focus on their tumbling because they know their tumbling isn't at the level they want to be at, but they're not approaching it in the way that is going to be the most efficient for them. The number two kind of excuse, and this is similar to the athlete taking the season off to work on their tumbling, especially if they're just, you know, going to do some classes. And, and my favorite, I'm going to come to open gyms. I, I, I'm not going to do privates and classes, but I'm going to do a bunch of open gyms because why? Because I learn better on my own. I've heard athletes say this and I've heard coaches and I've heard business owners say this. I, I need to learn through my own failures. And can you learn that? Yes, experiential learning is a very real thing. You can learn through successes and failures, but you're going to have a lot more failures than you have successes initially. It's going to be a really painful process. I say this because I lived it. Now, maybe you get accidentally lucky for a few years, or maybe you just are born lucky and you are you always have that luck. But most of the time, you're going to have some really painful lessons that could have been avoided if you weren't learning things on your own. Similar to the tumbler just going to open gym, trying to chuck skills that they don't have a coach to give them drills and progressions through, and they are not setting themselves up to learn in a safe environment, let alone an effective environment where they can be concentrating on the correct things in the correct order. And are you, as a coach or as a business owner, doing the same thing? How do coaches do this? Well, coaches do this all the time by refusing to accept help from other people. You need to be willing to accept input and advice and help from other people to include the judges, okay? I understand I am a big believer that you shouldn't just wholesale change routines based off of one score sheet. But if your judges are telling you consistently, hey, you're doing X, Y, and Z, and that's why you're not getting these points, you may want to listen to them. They may be giving you the answer. And yes, you can figure it out on your own and you can just keep experimenting or you can do what they're telling you to do. On top of that, having people that you can learn from 
other coaches, other experts. There are a variety of paid resources out there. There are also people who provide a lot of stuff for free. If you are not consuming the free content to become a better coach, whether that be from the stuff that Sean Guzman puts out or Callie Seitzer puts out or the stuff that I put out on my dream camp stuff or the things that uh, Adam and Jess Forte put out for free. On top of that, you have paid resources you can get through, whether that be using Adam and Jess's, you know, paid staff training or whether that be attending conferences and learning from some of the best coaches in the industry or that be coming to like a dream camp staff training and retreat or just attending a camp and bringing in outside experts that are going to help give you knowledge to get your teams better and get it in outside perspective or maybe it's just paying for Jason Larkins to do a video review. And there are other really great people out there that do video review as well. Maybe it's that, you know, getting some outside input and not just figuring it out on your own. Like it's a very lonely road to hoe. And again, you're being very similar to the athlete who is just, they're just going to figure it out themselves. They're just going to go tumble at open gym and they're going to get better. The last point is that you need, just like an athlete, needs to become well-rounded. And you as a coach know, well, yeah, you can take the year off and work on your tumbling, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to stunt at the level you're trying to make. And then you're going to be either a tumble monkey or you're going to be a nugget for half of the routine. Tumbling is only two parts of the score sheet. So the other you know, nine of them are really important. So we don't just need tumblers. We need well-rounded athletes. If you just had an entire team of tumblers, it would be a very ineffective routine. And some of you have probably tried to coach that before where you have a team, everyone can tumble, but no, nobody can hold a foot or no one can stand on hands. And the next, and you can't have a successful season that way. Well, just like as a, as a business owner, you need to be well-rounded. You need to be able to know how to run the books. You need to be able to know how to build your budget. You need to be able to know how to manage your staff and train your people. Like there are so many nuances to running a company that you have to become an expert at. On top of that, as a coach, you've got to be well-rounded. Like if you are a team coach, you have to be able to coach tumbling, coach kids how to dance, clean a routine, coach stunts, coach pyramid, build mental toughness, build confidence and consistency, coach performance. Like the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And the high likelihood is you're not an expert in every single one of those. You guys, I've been doing this for 23 plus years and I'm not an expert in all of them. I'm an expert-ish in a couple and I, I use the word expert loosely and I'm decent at others, but like you have to become well-rounded. And if you don't, where are you going? You're, you're becoming one dimensional and you're actually becoming less, uh, less beneficial for your program. So when you go in to negotiate for a higher salary or a higher wage, well, what do you have to stand on? If you're a one dimensional coach, you're like, Hey, look, I am the best coach at double fulls. No one in the country teaches double fulls better than I do. Well, that's freaking awesome, but that doesn't mean that is actually like worth anything to a gym owner because the amount of people that are coming in to learn double fulls are lesser. There's not that many of them. So it's easy 
to fall into this rut because we're adults and we kind of, we know the answers, but a lot of the time we need to, when we give people advice about things, when we give athletes advice, when we give varsity our opinion on what they should do with their competitions or the open or, or anyone, or we give a parent advice, we also should look in the mirror and say, I know this advice is sound because I'm giving it to someone. How does this apply to me? How does this reciprocate back my direction? That helps us be more introspective to see how things are applying to us and not simply applying to the outside world. This helps us avoid being hypocritical as a mentor, as an advisor, as a business owner, and it roots us in a foundation of truth and honesty. And I think that is such a critical thing to start to apply to yourself as a business owner, as a coach, as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a mother. These things can bring freedom to your life by looking internally and seeing how you can be a better version of yourself. Now, as we leave the episode, I have one prescription, one call to action, and it's going to be the shameless plug of just get some freaking help, you guys. Like if, if you are in a point where you're still doing it by yourself, why? Why are you doing it that way? Whether you're a coach or an owner, why? Because you have the ability, and it uh, doesn't have to be next gen. Uh, there are other things out there I happen to think we're the best at business coaching. And I happen to think that the people we partner with are some of the best in the industry at the other elements. But if you need, like, get help. Not even if you need help. Get help. We all need help. This is why I have business coaches. <laughs> we all need help. Everyone does. You would never meet an athlete who came in the doors and said, I don't need a coach for tumbling. I'm good. I can coach myself. I don't need a coach to teach me how to stunt. I can fake. I've got it. I'm good enough. Okay. Maybe you're really smart and maybe you're capable of getting those skills, but you're going to get them way faster, way better with way better technique. If you have a coach to help you along the way, especially if that coach is an expert at what they do, right? So get some help. Don't go it alone. It is the it is the much more difficult path and you don't need to take the path less traveled when it comes to having sound advice in how to run your business or how to be a better coach. All right, everyone. I appreciate you joining us on this episode. It was absolutely fantastic to sit down and talk with you. I'm just coming off of my stressful comp weekend and it was absolutely that. So thank you for being here with me. I hope you're having a wonderful one. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner 
on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.